guys, it's Belgium. Welcome to the real world. It's episode 19. I'll be your co-host for today. And we have, of course, Ricardo over here. Introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? Um, I welcome you to the 19th episode of The Real Word. Um, I thank you all for joining us and keep supporting our show. We started at 8 o'clock today, but that's not too bad. So shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's been watching the show. Shout out to everybody that's just been helping us. And um, we're here with a special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. I'm Foley James. I'm so delighted to be here. I've been watching a couple of episodes <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. Love the topics that you guys discuss, and I'm just happy to be here. That's what's up. As you can see, um, my usual co-host, Sandra Camo, not here today, but I'm here with my part-time co-host today, Hi. my special co-host. Um, Mildred. Um, Mildred's been on two previous episodes, and she did such a great job. I'm like, you can co-host with me today. Aww. So shout out to Mildred. Um, shout out to Brother Thorley. The way we met was kind of funny. I met him um, while doing Uber, and... It just so happened that we shared the same faith and we got into a conversation and we were talking and then I was like, you know what, you should call my show and he was like, show? I said, yeah. I was telling him a little bit about the show and he was saying, okay, I'm interested and here he is. So that's just the way God works. Like God puts you in position to meet certain people so that you guys could expound on the work. I heard that 
actually, uh, you know, he was trying to buy out NBC or something about that. And because of, of, of those big moves that he was trying to make, like that's why all these allegations came about just to stop him. So I haven't heard that he turned his back on the black population. So educate me on that. Well, <laughs> basically, all right. So they're saying that Meek Mill and Bill, and Bill Cosby, they're like mirror opposites of each other, basically. Mm -hmm. Where in a sense that Bill Cosby felt he was like the upper Negro, as in he was telling blacks, pull your pants up, um, that you can't be acting a certain type of way and you're in a situation because you put yourself there. Basically, the Kanye new state of mind. And so people felt like he was turning his back on black people or turning off his nose on black people. So basically, he was like, OJ, I'm not black, I'm OJ. So he felt like he was up in the upper echelon where he put down on black people. If you notice, not that much black people came out in support of Bill Cosby. Like you didn't see any politicians, you didn't see any rappers, you didn't see any actors. No one really supported him, especially not the way they supported his Mills. And we know his Mills, he's street. We know he's hood, he's street, basically. And they're like polar opposites, but everybody rallied behind him. Like, yes, the judge took his case personal and took it to a certain extent. At the same time, no one was really in support of Bill Cosby, especially not right now with the Me Too movement and everything else. So, well, that's true. And, you know, just given the nature of the what were allegations at the time, you know, it would be hard for you to say, hey, Bill, I'm in your corner. When you turn around, you might have your, your mother, your wife, your children, you know, who could go through the same situation. So I believe a lot of people kind of wash their hands and just hope for the best, and that, you know, that, that this person who has been in their household for such a long time will be exonerated. But, you know, it came down to the fact that he wasn't, and it's just very sad. And whether, you know, it's, it's whether he actually did it, or whether it's, you know, one of those conspiracy theories that he wanted to make some big moves and some people are trying to shut him down, you know, we will never know. And these are the things that we wish we could really kind of pull back the curtain and see what's really going on behind the scenes and we'll know, hey, there are people really trying to stop, you know, black movement, you know, black progression, or there's just really, you know, there's some really bad people in some high positions that you can't really trust people. And I think either way, you know, these possibilities are in the world. So we can't act as though, hey, just because you, you play a good actor and you live a certain life in front of the public eye that, you know, everybody's the same. We have to give people latitude for, for weakness and, you know, not to say we're, we're accepting it, but we can't put it so high on a pedestal that, you know, we become disappointed when they actually show the truth of us. I just want to take a quick time out. I have Michaela Green over here saying, hey, y'all. So I'm just saying hi. <laughs> hey, Michaela, good to see you. <laughs> so a lot of people have been talking about Kanye West in the sense that he's saying, like, he was wearing uh, Make America Great Again, and he was basically rallying behind a whole right individuals saying that a lot of blacks are in the position that they are in because of their laziness, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but people felt like Kanye West was being a hypocrite because he lives in this race neighborhood and he doesn't know about the black man's plight that we're going through right now. Even now we're going through social and economical injustices um, that he does, doesn't have to deal with at this time. Um, do you guys think that everything that we're currently going through is our fault or there are certain systems and principles in place that's resulting in this? Personally, I feel like it depends on the situation. I do feel like people, um, sometimes can play the black card or, or you know say certain things to keep them in mediocrity um, but I also do feel like 
I mean, there, there's some truth to the fact that we, you know, there's, there's racism alive. There, there are a lot of things that we have to work hard at to get. I don't think that it's just to say that we're all lazy. I know some really, 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 really hardworking people who just didn't have the same opportunity that Connie had because, you know, it's not all about working hard, you know, apparently here in America, because you can work your butt off and you're still in like low income class. So I just feel like it's working hard and, and finding the right opportunity at the, at the right time. And then you can, you know, but I think it's unfair for, for him to, to be in a position, position that he's in right now and say all of these things like we're lazy. No, I don't think so. Uh, like for me personally, I'm not the type to judge someone based on you know which political party they choose. He he's free to choose who, whoever he wants, um, and I don't think it's okay to be like you know oh you choose Trump so we're gonna turn our backs on you. No, but it's the way he's going about it. I'm not really a fan of that, um, and I feel like he's doing a lot of things to mock or to, to get a rise out of people. Do you think he's trolling me? You know, like he's he's a little funny. I feel like it he may be trolling, he may be serious. I don't know. Do you think he's cool? <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't know. Like I, I just feel like I do feel like he, he goes through a lot in life. So <laughs> I don't know what stage he's in right now. Yeah. But um I do think he says a lot of crazy things and I don't know if he's just being impulsive or if you really, I don't know. People said that it has a lot to do with, like some people blame it on his um, mental illness. Do you guys think that's kind of Listen, Kanye is a businessman. <laughs> and for you to be successful in this day and age, you have to find a niche. You have to kind of poke the hornet's nest. And Kanye has a new <laughs> clothing line that's coming out now. I don't know if it's clothing because people are, People are asking, what are those? <laughs> 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 exactly. And, and he has um, new albums coming out. Yeah, and people like to draw attention to themselves and to I their agree. product, you know, in whatever way. And I, I believe that he's hoping that by by his name being called and, you know, becoming clickbait pretty much, that he would be in a place that when he drop his album now, people will... Are interested you know, to see like what they're interested or, to see, yeah. man. I, you know, I've, I've listened to Kanye. Yes, you know, Elder James. Mercy, mercy. To, I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I, I like the he's he's a poet. He's a lyricist. Yeah, of course. And you know, when when you listen to his music, he's speaking of his life. He's speaking of his struggle. He's, he wrote about Chicago, where he's from. He he wrote about his mom, and he actually puts you in his shoes so you could feel what he's going through. And you know, over the years. You know, we we are we're expecting you know black people with certain platform to to speak on black issues, mm -hmm. and you know I'm a black man in America, and I'm passionate about this. Yeah. And when I say I'm passionate, I'm, I'm passionate way beyond Kanye. I'm passionate going back to slavery. I'm passionate going back to the Willie Lynch manual in making a slave because what we have today is a direct result of that. Yeah. You know the way we speak, the music we listen to, the way how we wear our clothes, the places that we live. The, 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 the desire to want more, it is because we have been pigeon-held by this mindset. It's almost like a Stockholm Syndrome, and it, it's hurting us more than it's, it's helping us. However, you know, for those who want more and want better, they can't have it. You know, it's not, you know, education is not relegated to our race, it's, it's, it's to those who want it. You know, books are there. The books are available to all of us, and we can get there. But you know, for Kanye, Kanye is a businessman. I don't think Kanye is silly. Kanye could have done this, you know, three weeks ago, two months ago, when he did not have 
you know, clothing or album or music coming you. out. And, you. you know, and I think that's exactly what he's, he, he, he has done. And I think other people have done it before, but not to this extent. Yeah. And I think, you know, people may say that as a rapper, he's going to isolate those who would actually buy his album. But those, you know, white folks probably might not buy his album. We don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to buy it. Okay. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. I mean, but I do feel like, um, in all seriousness, like I do feel like there are some people who don't want to go all out for what they want in life. Mm -hmm. They want things handed to them, or they want like they, they make excuses. And I'm like I'm the type of person if I want something, I usually get it. But I don't get it because someone hands it to me. Like mm -hmm. I really work for it. And I, I feel like not everyone has that mentality. I don't want to say it's necessarily a race thing, but I do see people comfortable in where they are. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we all had the mentality to go after what you want, because truly, truly, if you really, really, really want something, yeah. you're going to get it. Exactly. You're going to get it. So speaking of poking your struggles, <laughs> We had we had a recent topic that we wanted to discuss, and as heavy as this subject is, I think it's time we talk about it. So enough of current events. So the question was: We know, um, according to our Bible, um, it basically says that premarital sex is wrong. Even though we know a lot of people, it's getting hot. <laughs> a lot of people commit premarital sex, but the question is for those that are attempting not to commit sin by having premarital sex. We know that as as time progresses and the older you get, the stronger the urges become. And let's say you hit 30, 40, and you're still single, and you still have those urges. What exactly can you do with those? about those sexual urges. We're saying that there's some people that are virgins, which means that they haven't been penetrating or penetrating anything. <laughs> okay. But you know, but they're they're satisfying their sexual needs by masturbation, which some people say is a sin as well. So do you trade one evil for the other or what is it? Like what do you guys think and Let's ask the panel, what do you guys think about that? Because this is a heavy situation. Well, can you give me a more of a specific question? Because I heard you say a lot of things. Okay, okay, like, okay. Uh, you know? Okay, so when you're pushing 30 and 40, past your 30s, early 40s, right. and you're still not married, but you're horny, basically. Like, what do you do? Especially when you're trying to be a Christian, you're trying to keep it clean. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You're asking me first. What do you do? I'll uh, so that's you guys. <laughs> like, what do you guys think? So, like, so while she's thinking. So, while I'm thinking. so what do you guys think? Drop a comment. Drop a like. Let me know. This is your moment, guys. You know, we, we, we really can't say, well, the Bible says this. And, you know, we should start off by saying that. You know, the Bible says, you know, draw out of God, it will draw out of you. You know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But you got to understand, while I'm resisted, he's not just going to be like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tempt you. He's going to push even more, you know, in the music he's going to push, in the in the, in the the things that I see. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just trying to go to work, you know? I'm not trying to see anything, but, you know, it, it's, it's out there. And um, all of that culminates in, you know, when you wake up that morning and it's like, Jesus... And that's the that's the realness of it. But I think sometimes, you know, when these urges come on, 
we we get lost in the moment and we forget the resist the devil kind of you know oh. situation and in that moment all our minds is occupied with it. it's just this feeling and you know the satisfying that feeling and, and we have to be so conscious or you know I have to try to be so conscious mm -hmm. because you know I'm not married I have to be conscious in that moment like okay who's my master at this moment mm -hmm. you know is, is, is my you know myself my my pleasure you know satisfying that urge my master or is God my my, my master and I could tell you this and I'm being so honest it's very rare that that conversation is had in that moment. I was moment. just about to say that. I was <laughs> like, who's thinking about that? Nobody's thinking about that. And it's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 so hard. it's so hard for me to say, well, this is what you should do because this is what has, has worked in the past. But you, you really have to be conscious. Um, it's, it's just like when you, you're in an argument with somebody and you could choose to say something to that mm -hmm. person because you know that in your heart, it would satisfy you a little bit to hurt that person through your words but it's like you think about it like you know what if i don't say it, then i don't have to apologize for it you're mm -hmm. thinking ahead it's the same it's the same situation only thing you get more gratification out of sex than cursing somebody out i would presume mm -hmm. you know so it's it's, it's 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 one of those situations where in your daily life you just have to so envelop yourself with christ that it becomes harder not impossible but harder Satan to win. Okay, I want to say something. Um, okay, I'm 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 be honest. I'm gonna be limited in what I'm gonna say, but this is what I want to say. Let's hear from um, females' point of view, guys. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how do you deal with sexual urges as a Christian? Okay. So drop a comment, first, drop a like, let us know what you how you feel. Go ahead. First and foremost, it is not wrong to feel sexual urges. Mercy, Father God. All right, I don't want anyone to, but you, you know, really misinterpret. That, that's, that's you, no, but I, it is human, and I feel like sometimes we don't recognize that when we're trying to talk to people. We make it seem like only a select few um, experience that, or those maybe who have, um, who are probably fast when they're younger, experience that. Like, or if you're if you're very holy, you're not going through these things. Um, wrong. So. <laughs> I do think we need to recognize that we are all sexual be beings and that feeling will occur at some point. Absolutely. You know, that's one. Number two, I kind of forgot your question. I'm just like so into this. Like, um, how, how do you deal with sexual urges and lust when you're trying to be a Christian and trying to save it from marriage, especially when you get older in age? Right. I, I, I do feel like. I do feel like you should definitely pray and like don't get me wrong like I know I know prayer sounds a little like womp womp but if you have that kind of relationship with God you're like your God today look you need to you need to do something about this but I all I, I really do feel like you need to have that group of friends where you can be honest whether it's a mentor whatever it is like and you you speak to them and they give you like the honest truth and um It'd be hard out here, guys. <laughs> It'd be hard out here, but 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 it's not it's not impossible. And I feel like we need to be honest with our youth about it. Um, and oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we need to be honest with our youth about it. And I do feel like it's something that we we can overcome. I think the best way to deal with it is to is to talk to people. Have that one friend where it's like you'll stop me, like talk to me. Um, you know, like distract me if you can whatever it is um because you don't want to let that one moment make you slip up and regret forever mm -hmm. because i think 
I think you got to remember that too. What are the um, the end possibilities that may come out from a situation just from like one little moment? You know what I'm saying? So think about that. Like the, a lot of these things have lifelong effects. So if you keep that in mind, that 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 should help. That should help. <laughs> so what if? Okay. So what if you're dating someone within the church, right? Uh huh. Because a lot of these younger youth, especially the ones in church, they're sleeping with other youth that's in the church. Okay. And when they come to church, they act like nothing is going on outside. Perfect. But they're dealing. When they come inside, they act like they didn't do anything outside. But mm -hmm. outside, basically. What I'm saying is the church has become somewhat of like a social club where people go to like, I guess, mingle and mix, basically. Even when they go to these special programs like these church events where you have Unity Day and Rally Day and these things, like, people basically go, guys go to meet girls and girls go to meet guys and everybody's dressed up and they're trying to get involved with one another and they're looking for like a potential spouse or partner. and. Kids are having sex at a younger, younger age, and kids in church are having sex at a younger age. Like the other day, I was speaking to a kid, like he's 14, 15, and he's talking about he just lost his virginity the other day. So, what do we do in those situations? And then there's people that's pushing 30, 35, 40, and they're virgins. I don't know if they're born again virgins or they're actually <laughs> no, virgins. I know, I know some, yeah, I know some like virgins, yeah. yeah. And they're just like struggling. Yeah, and it becomes harder and harder. So, what do we do in those situations? You, can, you know what? <clears throat> this is it, such a powerful point, and I think the spotlight should be taken off the youth for a second. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the youth have they have to get that from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing I remember reading in the book Adventist Home, where she says, "The center of the community is the church, and the center of the church is the home." Mm -hmm. And how I've, you know, understand understood that the home to be is. If I have children in the home, mm -hmm. and I know that there's certain possibilities in the world, I want to give them the degree of freedom where if they should have a misstep, and I'm going to define, and I'm going to define that, mm -hmm. they will they have that misstep under my control. Okay. Where, you know, when when I was growing up, I had I got my first house keys when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up here in America. I grew up in Jamaica. I traveled to school 15 miles away and my mom would say, listen, make sure you're back here before 10 o'clock and that's when I go to sleep, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I respected that. And she gave me that latitude to, to bring friends over, to, to have, you know, female friends over and male friends over, etc. And, you know, we had that openness in the home where we could have certain conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's my mom. And I could have that with my dad. And my dad was an elder at the time. So... You know, you're not going to talk to me about something at home, and we don't have that an extension of that conversation at church. Mm -hmm. So what was what was being spoken of at home and at church weren't different to me. So I I wouldn't have to wait to you know go behind the church or you know go go hide in the vestry or wherever you know kids do it nowadays to to to, to mess around. Mm -hmm. We you know we had those open kind of dialogues, mm -hmm. so we wouldn't have to you know when I go out and hang out with my worldly friends, I feel tempted or mm -hmm. pressured to to do anything because. I felt comfortable at home where these things were openly spoken, but I feel right now you have a clash of two cultures. Mm -hmm. You have the young people who are used to the Instagram, who are used to you know the HBO, the Cinemax, all these things that's just around them. Highly sexual things. Highly sexual things, and then you have these these older folks who grew up in the backwoods of back home who who can't really speak to these things and they say, listen, just trust Jesus and just pray, and that doesn't you know that kind of solution 
it doesn't resonate with the young folk. majority of them and the ones that are not I guess the ones that are virgins they're laughing at them basically but they're thinking of the mind state of the I guess circular male as in like the more women the more macho I am or like yeah I'm that guy I got this one this one this one and then they go through their phones like showing trophies almost and they're like highly sexualizing women and they're like yeah like okay I got this and these are dudes that's in church and outside of church or like there's guys like that like you know and and they don't care you know if girls inside of church is fronting they go to the girls outside of church they have no problem with that so from a female's point of view how are the females dealing with this Ooh, 
I think I think what really really separates a lot of the, the thought process between males and females is the fact that a lot of them don't want to have an accident when they're pregnant. To be quite honest, and I think that that saves a lot of the people that I know. Now, um, of course, there there are so many things that you can do to try to prevent that, but it's never 100%. Let's be honest. And there's also a lot of things going around, guys. Please, please be careful. Just, just don't do it. But I mean, for me, I feel like I, I feel like it's it's kind of like I've, I've I've held out for this long. I can hold out a little bit longer because I want my husband to see me a certain way, or I want I want him to love me. I want to, a lot of them really value the fact that I want my husband to know that he's my first, and this means everything to me. But then you know what's funny? A lot of times I ask them, so it doesn't matter if he's a virgin? It doesn't matter. So it's kind of like, well, it's like there's no pressure on there's no pressure on the men really, but I feel like the ladies feel the ladies feel like, you know, like this is like really of importance and it, it holds a lot of value. So so the urge is is temporary. So they're just like they're trying to see it um on a grand scale, you know, like I'm really just trying to save myself and my husband. I've heard a lot of some people I may or may not know say things like after a certain age they're they're, they're not holding out anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, well, what's the real reason why you're doing it? Um, but but you know, like I mean, it, it's it's hard out here. <laughs> it's hard out here. But you know, I feel like you constantly have to think why why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And and and. A lot of them feel guilty. Mm. A lot of them feel really guilty if they, they they've given up on the one thing that they were like holding out on for a long time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't guys feel guilty. But I think when you hit 35, 40, 45, and you're still a single woman, it's gonna be hard to find a single man around that age too. True. True. What do you think, Brian? Listen, no matter what age you are as a woman, and I think it's church is gonna be hard for you to find a man. I can tell you that much. The women are struggling out there, you know, um, and I think if more time was spent in prayer, um, you know, then was spent in prayer, uh -huh. then you know what, then the, the, the less urges you might have, but I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> No, come on. <laughs> We're not kidding. No, but, but, but honestly speaking, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to kind of put on my elder hat for a quick second. You go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the church has, is losing its real purpose. Mm. And yes, people are feeling the way that they're feeling, but I feel like... In, in a certain sort of way because we're not communicating the way that we're supposed to communicate. We're not speaking about the relevant issues. You know, we might be, you know, there's things happening in the church and we don't necessarily have to, you know, we're, we're overlooking them. Why? It's just like, it's just like the youth. You know I mean, we're not having conversations with the youth. We're not having the conversations with the young adult to say, listen, I know you're getting up in age. I know things are not, you know, hidden in the milestones that you set up, but you know what? hold on to Jesus type of thing, you know, righteousness is high, you know, holiness is up there, trust God type of situations, you know, and the church is a place where holiness must abound, and despite how people feel, and despite how people's urges are, are crazy, 
-hmm. You know, you have to say, listen, you got just got to trust God. Because some people say, listen, God, I'm giving you till I'm 35, then I'm busting out. You know, and we can't really do that. What are we, what, what, what are we telling God? And then now, uh, what if God? Like, I'm gonna make you find it about thirty six. You, you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> then you just messed up God's plan. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and yes, the urge is, is 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 crazy, and that's why you, as you said, you have to surround yourself with with friends who Absolutely. Who, who know Jesus, who, friends who want the same thing as no, as, as real talk. Because yeah. the people you surround yourself mm -hmm. with are you become them and it's just like if everyone's doing it and everyone doesn't have a problem with it at some point you're gonna be like yo what's what's the big deal they're all living life they're all happy they're getting what they want when they want it's like why not why not get it myself mm -hmm. you know so i do feel like you have to surround yourself with with godly people and it doesn't mean that godly people are perfect it just means that you guys have the same goals you guys want to attain the same thing mm -hmm. and that that's very important and i also feel like some churches i'm not gonna say all I feel like have we preached the message correctly from the beginning as to why the Bible says, you know, not to have marital sex, I feel like it would make a big difference. I feel like it's being, I'm going to be honest, I feel like it's really being preached to females only. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to stop that nonsense. Yeah, no, I'm real, like real, real talk. It, the Bible speaks about that for everyone. It's not just for females. Number two, I feel like it's being preached to females more just so they won't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, now that there are so many things that are out there for you not to get pregnant, it's like, well, well, what's stopping me now? So I feel like we need to know the real reason. And I, and I said that before, behind the scenes, I feel like have we all been following what the Bible says? Because I do feel like it's, it's a guide and it's really trying to protect you from going through a lot of stuff. I'm sure there are a lot of people out here who are watching too, who's experienced that, who has sex with people and they regret it for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. you know? I really feel like God is trying to protect us mm -hmm. when he says certain things. And you wouldn't have gone through depression the way you did. You wouldn't have gone through, like, you know, going crazy, going after a guy that they probably don't want you. You know what I'm saying? All because the sex is probably good. Mercy, Father God. You know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> you want to save yourself a whole bunch of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I do feel like the Bible is out there to protect you. So I feel like we need to preach the message correctly. It's not just, like, close your legs, close your legs people are going to judge you. No, that's not why the Bible said it. And I feel like it's all, it's coming a lot from like a male's perspective. And it's like, well, if you do it, then no one's going to want to marry you. But then it makes it okay for the guys. No. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we need to preach it the correct way and why, you know. I think the flip side of what you said is also true. You know, a lot of people are going to be watching and say, listen, I've been having sex for years and ain't nothing happened. I didn't catch mm -hmm. anything. Nobody got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And because your sin wasn't punished immediately, you mm -hmm. think you're justified in, in going forward. And, you know, there's a thing called hindsight. And you might get to a certain point in your life when you look back and say, man, why did I do that? And you have to think long term. You, you have to think yeah. long range. Sometimes, you know, we do stuff. You know, you, get a, you, you just got a job and yeah, I'm making money now. So it's all about what I can spend and what I can wear. But mm -hmm. what about long term? What about the house? What about the car? What about retirement? Mm -hmm. You have to think long term. And spiritually, you have to think long term as well. I think that's and, the key. And, I do. And, and, that's, and it goes back to the conversation. You know, the, some of the older heads, you know, God bless them. They're, they're, they're not like our generation that acts why right now if 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 you know as as old as I am if my mom should say something to me I say mom why she probably would reach out to try to slap me yeah. you know but that's not me being disrespectful it's yeah. me trying to understand, understand because when I go out there and I adhere to that 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 truth and somebody say why I could give them a 
a wise answer. But for them, it's just like a it's just like a faith-based type of thing where the pastor might say something. So, well, if God said it, that settles it for me. But our generation is much different. We are taught to question things, and I believe that when we teach our children the right, then then nobody can't move them, and that's where we think we're falling down by not teaching them as we ought to. Do you think there should be sex ed in church? Absolutely. Like as an AY or something? Absolutely. No. Well, yes, yes and no. The reason why I'm saying no is because, like, my church, many other churches, they try to do stuff like it never works out. Let's be honest, don't have the parents in the same room. It's not going to work that's out. That's true. Like, there's, there's no kid that's going to stand up and be like, um, hi, you know, and see their mother right there giving them the side eye. I want to have sex, but I feel like my mom, because I live with my mom, I can't. You know what I'm saying? There's no real conversation that's happening. And if there is a real conversation, know that you're going to go home and your mom's probably going to be like, why are you embarrassing me? You know, like, it's, to be quite honest. So I do feel like it should it should be more like maybe like as a group We're thing. But I, 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 you know, a lot of the times they always say there needs to be an elder. I'm not saying there shouldn't be an elder, but be wise about the elder that you choose. There are some Absolutely. elders who are not understanding and they're not youth-oriented, and that's okay. That's not their... That's not their, you know, their niche, you know? Yeah. So, but I do feel like we need to be honest. And I'm not saying, I know sometimes people are weary about how honest you are because they feel like you're enabling the youth to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Or if you're honest about your, your background, it's like, well, why can't I do it too? Mm -hmm. No, I think, you, I think you need to be very wise as to who you choose to talk to the youth about it. Um, does the youth respect them, or do they view them as someone who's a hypocrite, you know, or whatever? Like, find someone that they trust, and, and you go forward um, from there. But I do think you need to talk about it. Um, should it be more so the parents? Probably, but I don't think a lot of parents even know how to talk to their kids about it, because no one's ever talked to them about it. So it's just like, what? Are, what are, it's just like, you know, they just... And a lot of them got married when they were younger, so they didn't have to like go through years of frustration. So. But they get married when they're younger, <laughs> but then they cheat later on in life too, because that's another epidemic that's Mercy. going on in the church. There's yeah. a lot of so people just getting married just for that alone. Yeah. Not, not gonna have but they're just differently now, now than they did then. Exactly. Yeah. People are sinning differently. But another thing that's taking our church is a lot of you know affairs that's going on where married men is having sex with women in the Don't church, rush. especially men in power. <laughs> you know. So why do you guys think that? Like the men in power in churches is abusing, I guess, their power and sleeping with women in church. Because right? they're smooth talkers. <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs>
lick your lips because you're about to deliver yeah, God's word. <laughs> and, and that's how it is. And you see, women, women, from what I understand, they like strong men because that's how it's supposed to be. They like assertive, men who know their stuff and can lead. Exactly. <laughs> and when somebody stands in the pulpit and can mm -hmm. command a church of 100, 200 and have them respond and take them head. someplace, that, sure it, it, it gets to your head. And then somebody meets yeah. you at the greeting line like, oh, elder, that's all rubbing down your shoulder. Exactly. It gets the and Satan knows how to do that. And that is why you have to know what you're about. Like, you have, right. Let me bless you. <laughs> and I'm sure you've changed so many lives, you know, exactly. day, and everyone's thanking you, like, all mm -hmm. of your face. And, yeah, man. You have to be strong. You have to know what you're about and understand that, listen, this is about people who, that same thing that they're projecting on you, that's their weakness. Yeah. And you're there to help them to overcome that. And you cannot be an enabler, you know, of, of people in that. So you have to be like, listen, sis, you know, we're going to do one of these, you know. We, you, 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 you have to. You, you have to, like, happy Sabbath, you know. Happy. You know, you, you have to do that. You have to be... You have to be wise, you know, because the Bible says, he that is wise will win souls. And it's not just about knowing the word and being able to expound upon the word. It's being able to, to, to react appropriately in situations and know when to walk away yeah. and know when to keep a door open when you're counseling somebody and know when to bring somebody with you and not put yourself in a position mm -hmm. where, you know, something compromising could take place because mm -hmm. as much as they have weaknesses, we got weaknesses. But here's my question. Why do I feel like I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Why do I feel like a lot of women preachers and ministers don't go through that? Why do I feel like they have so much more self-control? What is it that you guys can't handle? Mm. I think because men live in the culture where, like I said, as we were younger, men's minds is like a game almost, you know? A, everything, I'm, I'm everything happy is a, he said everything, that. Everything, everything, men's mind is more like a game, as in, we're all looking at ourselves as as players, quote unquote. Like we call ourselves Mercy, players. Like we're not. players, and everything is is about a score. That's why when we hit it, it's a, oh we scored touchdown. Yeah. We're like the hunt, right? Exactly. Um, dumping on your job and the amount of money that you make, like yeah, that's another score. That's another check on the list. So you know, you if you're athletic, you're successful, you're good looking, um, you drive nice cars, you you go like yeah, I deserve women. Like women should come to me and. <laughs> All of a sudden, women sometimes they do and come to those type of men, like you know. And that's why sometimes when you, when when like these rich and famous men get caught in the scandals, and you see 40, 50, 60 women come out and like, yeah, he slept with me, he womanized me, like, oh my gosh, like this guy was doing all of this. But I feel like you know, even even in ministry, I remember when I first started preaching, um, when I was engaged with my wife, like she and I like me putting myself so much out there because she was like oh these women are always in your face blah 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 i don't like it and then like when we throw these events women would come and they would be wearing you know these mm -hmm. they were wearing um maxi dresses to these events so like they would they wear these maxi dresses to our <laughs> youth events and and they're sitting there and these guys are wearing they're like, like fitted h&m suits and and they're both ties and they're like, yeah, I know girls are going to pull up. And, just, and these girls are like coming in and, you know, especially like the girls that come in groups to sing, you see them all looking a certain way and everybody's elated. And then, like you said, you command, you're the master of the ceremony, you're commanding the crowd. So like, you're, you're like, yeah, and you've got all this energy and you're smiling and you know you got to look right because everybody's looking at you. And then 
you like everybody's like, oh, well, like you're touching their heart and their heart is fluttering and then you know. But you probably actually are. Like you're probably saying something real deep. You know I know, saying? but sometimes some women get elated and you know, woo, and that <laughs> situation happens and then you know. Well, you know. <laughs> for the right to, to your question about female <laughs> pastors. Um, I think in our denomination, we don't have a lot of female pastors. That's a fact. Um, and, and, and given, you know, the controversy that we have with, you know, you know, having female pastors, I believe that they, in turn, have a pressure to live up to the standard. Like, yes, it was difficult for me to get in here, so I have to do everything that I can do to stay in here and to maintain, you know, a certain degree of respect while being here. I agree. So I, I think they carry themselves differently. And I believe that if they're going to choose to go into a, a career or a calling where they're going to have to battle against other sinners mm -hmm. to do God's work, mm -hmm. they're going to take it seriously. Exactly. And I think they probably take it seriously more than men where they say, well, exactly. you know, for, for some men, and I, you know, and I'm not... Maybe it's not, maybe I'm judging, but I'm just gonna say what I'm saying. Go ahead, really go ahead. Sometimes you know we might go to some place, <laughs> and I'm talking about myself now. And you preach, and it's a boy you could preach. It should be a pastor. Uh -huh. And you're like, you know what? Three people said that. There must be some truth to uh -huh. it. But then other the, the, the preaching and pastoring are two different things. Exactly. You know, uh -huh. when you're a preacher, you're a good orator. You could, you know, you could take some jewels out of the word. You know, you could use your education and and, and put it forward. When you're when you're a pastor, that means that you care for people. You'll give up of your own to, to take care of the flock. And that's mm -hmm. two different things. Exactly. And, and, and that gets to our head because many of us, we think that we're called, but we're really not. And it's unfortunate that we put ourselves in a place that God did not put us. Mm. And mm. once we get there, people believe that God put us there. And when we fall, we bring more people down than people we brought up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we have to be careful. Uh, that, I think I think you said it, and I think even in the culture, men I feel like are more easily forgiven than women. Sadly, as Ooh, in like, that's a, like a big mm -hmm. topic, man. If a man is cheating, he'll be forgiven or be brushed under the rug. Like, yeah, if I'm an elder and you're an elder, and I know this elder is cheating on his wife, I'm like, yeah, this elder is cheating. But because we're in the elder court together, you know, mm -hmm. we're just gonna brush that under the, the rug. But let a lady in the pews be cheating, and we're gonna call out. Some people get called from the pulpit, like this person right here is sleeping, yeah. is fornicating. But just like in the Bible, the woman that got brought in front of Jesus for adultery, she was having sex with someone. And I feel like we blame the women more because the women, for example, if you're a woman and you get pregnant, you can't hide the pregnancy. But the man, he could just disappear. Be like, who's the baby daddy? I don't know. He's not around. <laughs> but the woman now, like, she's in church and she's pregnant by herself and. The guy, he just moves along. But even women are more forgiven towards men, in my opinion. That's where it's too. like, you know, he could, he could cheat the whole congregation, though, but she's still standing by his side. Oh, mercy. Well, you know, people, I don't know. I don't know how to, but I feel like if it's the other way around, like, like she'll forever have that stamp to her name that she's a mm -hmm. cheater. And a guy who cheats probably will always find a girl, like, you know, the next day, you leave me because I'm cheating, that's fine, somebody else will take me. Like, I feel like... That's, that's fine. fine. You know, and that's why nobody cannot tell me that the scriptures are impractical. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you're going to tell me that the Bible is outdated, you haven't been reading the Bible. Because mm -hmm. what you're explaining is, you know, the woman that was caught in adultery. Absolutely. And, you know, it shows in our culture that even then, we read it in the Bible that, you know, the men, the, the men who actually engaged in intercourse with the woman at the time. That's so crazy. Along with the men who probably had intercourse with her 
crier. They all brought her to Jesus mm -hmm. and they stood around and, you know, we, we look at that, but we don't look at how Jesus handled the situation. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't even say a word. Jesus saw writing sins on the ground and rocks start dropping. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's how we are nowadays. You know, we, we're quick to bring the woman forward because for some reason, exactly, we, for some reason, she's supposed to be the standard of righteousness. But the last time I checked, the man is supposed to be the priest in the church. The man is supposed to be the priest yeah, in the home. Preach. The Bible says, you know, men love you as, as I love the church, which means that we're supposed to be Jesus. Are you telling me that Jesus had a right to go out and wild up and do craziness while the woman is supposed to stay pure? Mm. It's the opposite, actually. Mm. We're supposed to be the one who was who's supposed to have that forgiving spirit, that, that, that long-sufferingness as Jesus has towards us. So, you know, it, it, it befalls my mind to, to see how our people get, mm -hmm. you know, putting down women, mm. you know, when both parties are at fault. Listen, the guy didn't, you know, it's not a rape situation if, if that was the case, but you know what? There has to be some kind of equity between the man and the woman. But even now, we're quick if a woman is, you know, promiscuous with her sexuality, we're quick to call her names. But if a man is, we applaud him. I, I, I think that's unfortunate. And I mean, I, I see things a lot differently now. Some I can't voice. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> you already know why. Tell the people Before y'all come out here and start judging me. Not today. Not today. But I, I feel like I, 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 I just want to highlight the fact that the Bible, everything that the Bible says is not just for one gender. Okay? It's for everyone. It's for everyone. And I feel like we need to, like, whether or not, like, we might experience the um, the results of our, our sins, you know, whatever, um, differently. At the end of the day, it's still for all of us. And um, I'm not I'm not pro premarital sex or anything like that. Um, however, I do feel like we need to educate our youth a little more. And to be honest about the fact that um, you can be holy and righteous and still have urges, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can have. You don't have to act on it. Like I like. You don't have to act on it. And I feel like the more honest we are, the more people are receptive to what we have to say. Because you know, it's just like a child. If you keep telling him, "Don't touch this. Don't touch this. Don't touch this," what is he going to do when you walk away? He's going to touch it. Hmm. However, if you, I, I do think if you have like a different approach of like, look. I don't want you to play with the basketball because you could potentially break the windows. And if you break the windows, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm not saying the child's not going to listen, but it's less likely that they'll touch the basketball. I hope that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? He's you know what I'm saying. Basketball. I mean, he probably will. But, but at the end of the day, I just feel like we need to say more than, no, don't do this. Or, you know, like, I... I yeah, there's more to know. Like, there's a reason behind it. Well, we have to, first of all, you know, whether we're going to do the talking or somebody else is going to do the talking, we have to, first of all, say, okay, I know how I feel mm -hmm. towards a certain sin or towards a certain situation. The next thing that we need to ask ourselves is, am I equipped to speak on this? Mm. Because, you know, I, I love Psalm 1 says, you know, he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water, you know, bringing forth his fruit in his season. Mm -hmm. And some of us try to bring forth fruit before our season. And once we do that now, 
we create something, we put forth something that's not natural. Mm -hmm. We try to speak on things that we're not necessarily converted on or we're not knowledgeable on yet. Because to me, knowledge and wisdom are two different things. I could read the Bible and we all could have the same knowledge, but with time and application, then I get wisdom because now I understand that different people from different races, different cultures, different mm -hmm. knowledge base, you know, apply the same truth differently. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, engaging with those individuals, I know how to do that. So certain individuals now they say well it's wrong and then they just they just said they just they just say whatever is on their heart mm -hmm. and by the time they're done they're looking at somebody in front of them who's so beat up so torn up that now you're going to have to fix two things yeah you know an emotional beat down that a person just got and that person's confused about you know what's right and what's wrong and that person's not better through that conversation mm -hmm. exactly. and that is why sometimes we really have to learn to shut our mouth but that could be our best ministry and allow the people who know how to speak to mm -hmm. speak on those issues. Yeah. Especially I mean, the people you think that went through that should yeah. speak on it. Like people that run through maybe the single parenthood or the premarital sex or a child out of wedlock or people that went through the situations and, and I guess went through sexual exploitations or were promiscuous and now they changed the movie. You think those people should talk about it? I, I, I think so when they're comfortable because for some people are you know, because of the environment that they're in, mm -hmm. the church environment, they want to speak, but they're afraid to speak. Yeah. And I think it takes one person who decides to be radical about the truth and about their situation and just bear their truth and strengthen others, you know, have that kind of snowball effect. Uh, and you'd be surprised when one person said, listen, I used to be this way, or I am this way. I'm struggling. You see me here. I look nice and put together when I come to church. I study my lesson. I contribute. But listen, I'm struggling every day. I have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And I believe when people, when young people start hearing those conversations, instead of those testimonies, like, oh, man, I want to thank God for helping me find my keys because I was late for work and I was going to miss the B6. And he, he showed me where my key. No, those aren't testimonies. That's, that's, that's not testimonies, you know? Testimonies are, listen, man, I am struggling. The same thing you feel as a... 20 year old i'm feeling as a 40 year old and you know these you things know how many lives I can save? like i feel like there's certain people who feel like like probably like 16 17 18 like certain people don't experience that and it's just like whoa and it's like if you experience that or like i feel like i can relate to you i don't feel like i'm so far from god like i don't mm -hmm. feel like i can't i can't ask for forgiveness or i can't come to him at his feet and be like you know i'm praying for this because you know even in our prayers when we pray at church, ain't nobody praying about those things. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you go ahead and do that, you know. <laughs> but like a lot of people, it's like you don't you don't hear you hear different kind of struggles that people pray about, exactly. and, and it's I mean it's a hard topic. I'm not gonna lie, and, and you know, absolutely. But I, I I do feel like if people can connect with one person, I mean you know you don't have to go on the pulpit necessarily and and see, like just talk to youth on your own when church is done and just connect with them. I do feel like if they can relate and, and realize that it's not just me that's going through it, it can save a soul. Honestly, like I truly believe that because, I mean, I had a rude awakening. Like there are certain things I didn't know. Like I really thought it was like you just don't go through. And then, you know, when people were, I guess, more, you know, um, open. open with me, it's just like, okay, this makes me feel like I can, I can make it or I can still do it. You know, like it's hard, but like like you you are my example you know you, you're the person i want to follow 
And, and I think that's why I, I, I do feel like it's important to have that group or a mentor that you can speak to and be um, open about these things, mm -hmm. you know? Amen. Yeah. So guys, um, the last five minutes closing. Oh. Let's see your closing thought. Who should we start? Let's start with one Closing thought. Listen, you're human, and you are gonna have those urges. You are gonna err. You are gonna feel as though sometimes that I've messed up so often that I can't make it back up. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite Bible texts is, "The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way." And though he fall, he is not utterly cast down, for the Lord holdeth him with his hands. And as much as they might say it's a process, Satan is going to let you feel as though, listen, you have to start all over, and that's mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. If you fell down on one rung on the ladder, you just have to get up on that one rung. Mm -hmm. And you are going to feel your urges, but you have to understand that, who's your master? Do you love God more, or do you love your urges more? Because you know what, whoever you yield yourself, servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Mm -hmm. So, it's a decision, and everything we do comes down to a decision. And, you know what, I have experienced in my life mm -hmm. where when you're patient, and you wait on God, and you do God's work while you're waiting on God, you God will preach. give you what you need. You better you know what? preach. If you're looking for a husband, if you're looking for your wife, get busy. And guess what? You're going to find that person getting busy doing God's work. When I say get busy, I mean busy doing the work. <laughs> busy doing the work of mercy. <laughs> and trust me, you'll find that person. And you know, God never disappoints. I believe me. He doesn't. You know, just, just be patient. Like, I, I agree 100%, man. Be patient. You might not see it now, but when it comes, you're like, glory to God. Okay? But I, I also want, like, like I, I truly believe that life is a journey. You're not going to be on your ups at all times. There will be down moments. But um, I do believe that God is a God who tells you something for for your benefit. And and just be, be conscious of your end goal. Where do you see your life in the future? Um, this decision that I make today, how will it affect me tomorrow? Is it really worth it? I'm gonna repeat that. Is it really worth it? You know, um, and and also, um, how many times have you regret making impulsive decisions? And can you use those past moments um, as a way to help you decide if you should do something or not today? Um, in addition to be careful who you surround yourself with, as, as strong as you may think you are, uh, the people that you surround yourself with influence you. Um, what else do I want to say? There was one last thing. This is going to sound weird, right? Mm -hmm. But um, if your parents don't come to you, I think that you should try to speak with them and ask them, this is a hard one, but ask them like about their journey, about their life. They may not be as open depending on your age, but I think that the older you are, they're more inclined to opening, to be more honest. You know, a lot of them pretend that they were saints, or sometimes you do the math and you're like, wait, hold on, my sister's this age, but she got married. Like, wait, hold up, something doesn't add up. A lot of the times they're trying to protect you, but you know, if you're at a certain maturity level and you feel like, okay, like I don't need that kind of protection anymore, like be honest with me. Um, I think that you should try to develop that relationship with your parents because they, at the end of the day, they want what's best for you. Just like God wants what's best for you, um, continue to pray um, and be really honest in your prayer, not like 
something that someone told you to say. Like, be straight up with God, and I promise you, He will hear you. Amen. Yeah. I would say that I went through a lot of struggles in my youth um, with everything, with a lot of things. Um, one thing that I did learn through my many mistakes, I could say through my many mistakes, I've become genius only because I learned from all those experiences and I'm able to speak openly about it. And at times I am judged for it, but I know. I'm reaching the youth that's dealing with the same things right now. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm perfect, and I know no one on earth is perfect, and we all deal with this. Like even in the Bible, when the apostle Paul was dealing with his struggles, and he told God to take this away from him, and God said, "My grace is sufficient, and when you're weak, I'm strong." So put it in God's hands. You know, like we all have our weak moments, we all have our downfalls. Like the song goes, for a saint is just a sinner that fell down and got up, you know? And Christ knew that none of us were, were, were perfect. And that's why God loved us, like that he said his only begotten son to die so that we can have eternal life. And God knew that we was going to deal with these things, you know? That like, is true. The devil was like a roaring lion, you know? Going back and forth on the earth, like, you know, trying to tempt us and trying to make us go through these things. The youth wait you know take your time to enjoy life you don't gotta rush through anything and like wait mm -hmm. but those that's not gonna wait that's not gonna listen to me at least protect yourself because you don't want to get caught in these situations have to deal with the amount of drama and the courts and things of that nature and doctors yeah. and stuff like that you know the rules are there for a reason basically Absolutely. you know so if you play straight line, you'll be better off. If you play side to side, sometimes you get caught up and you're going to have to deal with that. But life is all about mistakes and lessons and you'll learn from it. And life will be your greatest teacher, but pain will be your greatest motivator. So, oh, that was your favorite thing nice. Life will be your greatest teacher, but pain will be your greatest motivator. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you listen to God and those that came before you, you'll deal with less pain. <laughs> A lot less pain. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. This was the real word. I thank Brother Elder Thorley for coming here. I thank Judith. I'm sorry, Judith. <gasps> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, <laughs> hold on. What's going on here, Ricardo? I think I think Mildred for being my co-host for today. She came through in the clutch. Oh, shout out to Brother Sanders, who's always here with me. Shout out to all the viewers that's always watching. Um, if you like the show, share it, like it, you know, pass it on to someone else. Thank you for watching every week. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, www.youtube.com backslash C for channel, backslash the real world TV. Um, Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Shout out to my cousin Mahendra and Gerald for getting married this weekend. I'm so proud of you guys. And this is what I'm telling you about. All right. You could donate at www.gofundme backslash the real word if you like the channel. And thanks again, Mildred and Thorley, for coming through. Thank you guys and good night. Bye.